Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Business and Books with Molly McCord. That is me, Molly, and I am excited to connect with you every week as we talk about what happens in this world of being an entrepreneur and an author and how I can give you some inspiration, motivation, and perhaps even some good perspectives on what is important to you right now. Uh, This is a new podcast. Uh, You can subscribe on whichever channel or distribution uh, network you listen to. Please do so, and you will be sure to get every episode. And, of course, you can go back and listen to the previous episodes if you missed one or you want to binge listen and catch up. Today's episode is an important one, and I think it's something we all wonder at times, which is, Why is everyone else doing better than me? And this could be that sense that everyone seems to be succeeding or getting more results or they're making more money, they're they're having more book downloads, they're making more book sales, they have this fabulous launch. I mean, on and on it goes, on and on it goes these days. And mostly we can see these things online, we can make assumptions, Uh, We can go into all these different places that basically highlight the comparison game that we're involved in. You know, we're comparing ourselves to someone else, their business, their work, their books, and perhaps we are idealizing their success. We're making grand assumptions about what they're experiencing. Uh, it, It can really take us down a rabbit hole. And I want to remember, I want to help you remember what truly matters. So that's what we're going to talk about. Now, this is a big topic, and it can go in multiple veins, multiple tangents. And where I, I want to go with it, and in fact, where I want to stay with it, is that it's so important to remain present and powerful in what you are doing and to understand that not all is what it seems. Now, yes, there are people who are doing amazing things and getting incredible results. I'm not going to lie because that's, that's just the world we live in these days. We see more of it. The Internet allows us to be connected to more of what people are doing than ever before. And so we just see more than we ever have before. I mean, you, you think back, say, 10 years ago, five years ago. Uh, you saw some stuff, but maybe not as much as you see now. And the online world, the online playground, is where everyone's at looking to make sales, get downloads, make connections, create the bigger audience, et cetera, et cetera. What we want to do, though, is bring you back to your journey, what you've created, what you're building, and what is important to you. So many times we can shift our perspective away from affirming ourselves or realizing that we've done a lot For authors, 
writing a book is a huge deal. That alone is an achievement. But then you know, well, okay, yes, I wrote the book, and now I have to get it out there. And that's a whole different ballgame is the marketing, the launching, and the sales. But just think about how much went into the actual writing and composing of a book. That is something to be proud of and to feel powerful about, right? And we forget about that at times because we can be so focused on the path ahead and the next steps. But just take a minute to come back to what you have created and done right now. And just relax a bit in that. Just, okay, you know, take that exhale and just remind yourself, I've made it this far. I've done this much up to this point. And when you look back on on how far you have come and what you have done, you know, you look back and you realize, oh, there were parts along the way I didn't even know what to do next. And I figured it out, or I got the answers, or I researched it and found the information I needed. And so look at how far you have come, and look at what you have done to get to this point. That isn't, it's probably not an easy path, right? But you did it, and you showed up. And that's what we do, is we keep showing up every day. With the comparison game, The minute we start comparing, we take ourselves out of our power because no one is doing exactly what you're doing. No one is. And if you're an author, you're thinking, well, sure, yes, yes, they are, Molly. There's thousands of authors who are doing what I'm doing. Well, actually, no, because no one else is telling the story you're telling. No one else is going to have the same effect on readers that you're going to have on those readers. There are things we have to remember here about our work. And we have to remember why we're doing what we're doing. Who is it really for? Go along. Are you overly focused on other people too much. Because if you are, you have to come back to taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally, psychologically, energetically. You have to come back to that place of being stronger within you. Now, just as a tangent to that, I have a webinar on my website, online, that's about self-leadership. And it asks you, are you emotionally, mentally, and energetically strong enough to work for yourself? Because that's so much of what this is about. When you are creating and putting your content out there, it's getting stronger within you. The comparison game makes you feel weaker. Now, there is a healthy comparison, and we all do comparison. I mean, I'll be real with you. Yes, we all do it. I think as part of our conditioning as we grow up through childhood, 
when we're used to seeing, um, you know, someone's birthday party and, and what they did to celebrate their birthday party or how many people they invited or what their gifts were, what their parents did for them to feel, make them feel special. Or it's when uh, your friends get their license and they get their own car or you don't get your car. You know, there's a comparison game there between our peers. We grow up looking outside of ourselves to see where we stand and how we measure up in the social structures, in the group, in the tribe. And you can look at it as simple as, uh, you know, where someone lives, right, the address they have, the type of home they live in. We do that because the comparison game is also where we're collecting information. We're collecting information about other people to see where we stack up. And, you know, back in primitive cultures, biologists and, and uh, have talked about how this is part of survival. Sociologists have talked about how this is part of survival. You know, we look at how uh, we survive and what resources we have and if we're well-equipped to make it out there in the rugged world. In our modern lives, now we collect all this information, we look at other people, we look at what they're doing, what they've got, what car they drive, where they live, on and on it goes, and we are using that information in unhealthy ways, potentially, that can set us back. You have to have something within you that strengthens you more than it strengthens what's outside of you. You have to have within yourself that sense of, I'm doing it right, I'm doing my best, this is what I can do right now with what I've got, this is what matters to me, these are my values, this is my dream, this is my passion. You have to have that. And that has to be stronger within you. It has to be something that empowers you, that makes you feel good about what you're doing. And it's, it's that counterpoint that brings you back to center. Because at times you could be so focused on what other people are doing that you're really disconnected from that voice inside you to remind you of your strength, of your passion, of you doing it right, that you're on the right track, you're doing the best you can. So part of being an author, an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, building all this up is developing that strong voice within yourself. It's also knowing when to shut down the voices that, that make you feel weaker or that make you feel insecure, right? Where you go, where you're too overly focused on somebody else's uh, results or success that you just feel crappy in a way um, that's perhaps excessive. Where you think, oh, wow, they're hitting it out of the ballpark every time. They make it look so easy. They're making so much money. They have all these rave reviews. The reality is that you don't know. 
you really don't know what's happening underneath the surface because all that glitters isn't gold. There's somebody I was following a few years ago. When he first came out, uh, I thought he was amazing. Like, wow, he's generous, he's helpful, he seems like a nice guy, right? That counts for something. Um, he's he's just he's being a great demonstration of how to help other people. And I followed him for a little bit until something changed in his messaging, his delivery. It's not something you can even pinpoint. It's something you just notice. It's a change of behavior over time. And I found myself really turned off by everything he started to say because I felt like everything was a brag. Not a humble brag, mind you. Not even cloaked in humility. No, it was just flat out, I'm the greatest. (laughs) It was like he had all these high numbers. He's making all this money. He's so successful. He's in demand. He's speaking to this huge audience. On and on, all the numbers. He changed from being a generous person to being so caught up into how much he was accomplishing and to let you know how much he was accomplishing. That it's like he set up this comparison where he was always better than you. He was always more successful. He was always richer. I don't think that was the intention at all, by the way. I I think it was just too much ego in the mix, too much demonstration. And I felt like, well, I unsubscribed. I was no longer interested. And I think a lot of people unsubscribed. Now, he's out there saying how successful he is and what he's doing and all this stuff and, you know, the numbers. I mean, just take your pick at anything. He was um, doing better than anybody with his messaging. And maybe he was. And you know what? I don't begrudge anybody their success because people work really hard in this industry. And I think that's fantastic when someone takes off and when someone is making a lot of money and they're really doing what they're here to do. But what he was setting up was a comparison game between himself and everyone who followed him. Because no, he wasn't saying, you can do this too, or I'm going to help you do this. The focus was only on him. And there was something around it that started to get twisted because it felt like he was only trying to puff up himself. It was his own ego instead of the fact that, well, in order to get those numbers, you still have to relate to people. You still have to inspire people. You still have to connect and be relatable. I think that he had a lot of unsubscribes. Um, I think there was some things he launched that actually tanked. And so what I'm, I'm trying to make clear here is that there can be a driving need to perpetuate a certain level of success that might not be fully real, but your ego 
has to maintain it, right? Your ego has to say, well, I didn't fail at anything. This launch was great. These people, um, you know, responded, blah, blah, blah. It sets up this disconnect where you're taken away from how people really want to support you and learn from you and, and admire you. Because you set up a comparison game when your ego is too into it. Now, I would guess you can think of people in your life who have done the same, uh, whether it's a family member, it's a friend, it's a business colleague, it's someone, um, where they get so wrapped up in their ego that they create a comparison game. So what we have to do is look at ourselves. Because are you creating a comparison game that doesn't exist either with people that you look up to or with people who follow you or who read you? All of this is related because it's all about our ego. It's all about our ego saying, well, I have to demonstrate that I'm the successful. Or it's your ego saying, I'm not that successful. Because the ego works on both sides of the seesaw, of the teeter-totter. The ego says, I'm the best. The ego says, I'm the worst. The ego says, I'm successful. The ego says, I'm, fail- I'm a failure. What the ego does, and by the way, the ego isn't a bad thing, but the unhealthy ego, right, the overblown ego, What it does is it takes you away from your power because it takes you away from the core of who you really are and what you're really doing. The ego creates these illusions. It creates the sense of, oh, well, I have to be this way to be successful or I have to have this many email subscribers uh, to be successful and to get the results I want. One of the videos I offer on my website is the fact that I don't think you need a big email list at all to be successful. I have about three or four, actually no, four or five (laughs) email lists, and my smaller lists are the better lists. They really are. They get more opens, more clicks, more engagement because they're targeted. I love small email lists. I don't want a big list. The bigger the list, the more money you pay. To maintain the list, yes. And yes, you can have better results, yes. But you also get a lot of people who don't care, who don't open, who will never buy anything. They're just the people observing and watching and, um, you know, they're not really going to take action. A big email list isn't necessarily better. So if you see everyone out there, if you're if you're assuming everyone out there has a big list, don't don't put the power in the number. The power is in the engagement. That's where the results are. Yes, you do need an email list. I am I I definitely think you need an email list because that's how you initiate communication with people who are interested in you. So it's a communication channel that you need to have. 
and that people expect and that they want to hear what you're doing. If you have a new release, if you have a launch coming up, new products, they want that communication um, if they are part of who you serve and who you target. But don't assume that a giant list is the best thing in the world. One thing you have to keep in mind is that you can increase your numbers and that's usually what gets this comparison game going, is that we can look at numbers everywhere these days. We can see numbers on Facebook page likes, uh, on any social media, right? You can see comments. I mean, you, the numbers are really where the comparison game can get ramped up. The numbers are data. Previously, all this data uh, was uh, hidden. I mean, you can look on your website on your Google visits, right, and, and your Google keywords or AdWords or however you use um, Google these days to get data or whoever your website server provider is and, and the statistics they give you, all of that data is your own. You know, that's not, pro that's not public. But it's the public data that can – kind of get you feeling perhaps like you're not doing enough or you're not doing good enough or you should do better. But I've touched on this in previous shows, which is how fake followers are rampant. Click farms are huge. These came out especially um, a few years ago, maybe the four or five years ago now. Click farms really started to take off. Click farms are basically... Uh, the false accounts that are opened uh, across social media channels to get likes, uh, YouTube video views, um, sometimes comments, sometimes post likes, uh, post shares, I think. They, they, it's anything, right? Any number, you can buy any number. And that doesn't mean it's your target market. So those are the fake followers. Now you can advertise to get those likes as well, and the, but those are your real followers if they're part of your target market, and oh yeah, if they're a real person. <laughs> That's important too, making sure they're a real person. So we have all these, these numbers and all this data that's public these days, and it just can ramp up the comparison game. That you're not doing enough, that you should do more, that people are more successful, you know, on and on it goes. Here's what I think is important to remember. You cannot compare your business or your books to anyone who has been doing it longer than you. If they started in 2008 and you started in 2014, they have six years of experience. You can't compare yourself, right? And, and why would you? That would only, you wouldn't want to do that to yourself, because all you can do is say, okay, this is when I started, or this is when I launched my first book. This is when I began. And you start from there. You also cannot compare your business or books to anyone who already has a bigger audience than you because they are going to have bigger results. They're going to just have more sales or more numbers. That's just how it is. So make sure you aren't going there either. I think that it's important to know that um, a philosophy that I really believe in, that's, because it's worked well for me, is that slow and steady wins the race. 
And by the way, I hate slow and steady at times. That's not even what I want. I want immediate results. I want something to take off. You know, you want the launch to happen. And you can set it up to do that. You can set up a product launch, a book launch to really take off. There are ways to do that, absolutely. But when we're talking about your business for the long term, bigger than just one launch, right? It's bigger than just one book release. It's about the long term, playing the long game. And I I talk about this more um, on my videos because I I think it's important to reiterate this to people, that business isn't built in a day. It's a longer journey. And the comparison game, if it motivates you and gets you excited about what is possible, that is fantastic. And that is what you want to feel, right? You want to say, oh, someone else is taking off with their book. Oh, my goodness, I can do that too. Or I'm going to research it and learn how. Show me how. Teach me how, right? It's, it's understand there's so many possibilities these days. That's where the comparison game should take you. It should take you back to your own power and back to the sense of possibilities of what you can do. I've, I've mentioned this before. The first book I released in 2013, it took off, and then it dropped off. (laughs) And I was like, how are people getting sales these days? Because I played my cards. I didn't have any other tricks. So I researched it, and I found out more information that I didn't know about, and I tried that. I thought, oh, wow, I got some more results following this strategy for a book launch. Then I did more research. I said, okay, well, how are people getting these big numbers? What are they doing? And I figured out a strategy for that, and I did that strategy. And then my book, the memoir, The Art of Trapeze, took off. Oh, but by the way, in the meantime, I did a book cover redesign. I rewrote some parts of it, the blurb. You know, I had to work on different components because I was learning it as I went. And I'm not ashamed of that at all. In fact, I'm really proud of the fact that we live in such a dynamic time that you can always be improving something based on what you're learning and to stay flexible, stay open to the change, um, to stay open to the feedback, to stay open to where you can make improvements. And so I did the book cover redesign. I finally figured out the best way to launch something or to, to hit the right audience. And then the book had... 30,000 downloads, and it made the Kindle top 100, which is the top 100 Kindle books in the world. It made it to number six. Believe me, no one was more surprised than me. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. That was four years ago, though. The same strategy won't work now. You have to do something different, so you can't compare it. And that's part of being online is understanding that things are so dynamic and they change so quickly, you can't compare it because that environment doesn't exist anymore where I did that and had those results. You, you have to come back to understanding that there's so much about what we do and create that is really uniquely yours. Yes, there are formulas. Yes, there are success plans. Yes, there are things you need to have in place. But other than that, You have to also be looking at how to stay open and flexible 
without being in the comparison game too much. Because chances are, if you're overly focused on comparing yourself to other people, it's only going to drive your energy down fast, fast, fast. I think we all have that. I mean, I know I've had times and you just think, ugh, it does look like everyone's having an easier job than me. Um, The other thing you need to keep in mind is that there are a lot of people who are authors and or I'm going to call them part-time solopreneurs. They have other jobs. Off the top of my head, I know six people who are not full-time solopreneurs, and they are not full-time authors. They do it on the side, on the weekends, after work. They have a steady income. When you have a steady income, you then have additional money to put into advertising, to put into your Amazon ads, your BookBub ads, your Facebook ads. You have other resources to pull from. Changes your options and choices. So again, you can't compare because you don't know a financial someone else's financial situation. I know a few people who are authors, and they're uh, millionaires, and they can spend money on anything and it doesn't it's not an issue right like think about that think about how they have so many choices to make because money's not a something they have to consider they can spend a thousand dollars a day on facebook ads and i i remember actually seeing an entrepreneur do this when she was launching her program i think it was 2014 um, and, and she was transparent about the fact that she was spending $1,000 a day on Facebook ads for her program, which I think was selling for at least $2,000. So she was selling enough of her programs to be making back the $1,000 a day. But she was, she was able to spend $1,000 a day on Facebook ads. That's, I don't know that that's what many people can do when they're starting out. So again, you can't compare to anyone who's been doing it longer than you, to anyone who has a bigger audience, to anyone who um, perhaps has a second job or or another streams of money, and you won't know that. But none of it matters in the sense that you have to come back to what are your choices that remind you of why you're doing this, and that it's yours to own, and you can feel powerful in how it's happening for you. Also, to normalize the fact that failures and setbacks and disappointments happen for everybody. In fact, I, <laughs> I'll tell you something here. I don't trust someone who says they've never been disappointed in their business. Um, it's like, well, then you didn't take enough risks, or, or how are you not, you know, maybe, may, is it too easy to just all happen too easy for you? I think there's some real amazing good stuff that comes from the disappointments or the struggles or the challenges. Not to mention the fact that it allows you to get stronger, 
and to keep going. So we all go into the comparison game at times. We can all think that someone else is doing more and doing better and they're the most amazing business person on the planet and they're the most successful author that ever lived. All that glitters is not gold. I believe there is success for everybody in various forms, in various ways, that there's room for everyone to have success, the success that matters to them, to make money, Absolutely, that everyone is able to make money to be able to receive for their gifts and offerings. But really what this comes down to is how your business and your books are really about your journey of yourself. Strengthening yourself mentally, emotionally, energetically, psychologically, perhaps physically, (laughs) if you're a yoga teacher or you're in the fitness and health industries. It's about getting stronger within you so that you really feel that confidence at your core. And sure, it's okay to at times see other people doing great things and having fabulous, phenomenal results, but allow that to excite you. Or inspire you. Going back to the ego. Who sees lack? And it can miss out on the fact that there's unlimited ways we can succeed. Just because someone else succeeds doesn't mean you're not going to. Just because someone else has a huge following doesn't mean you can't. It doesn't work that way. But our ego minds can interpret it that way at times because they can be highly it's that highly unconscious part of ourselves it's in survival mode who thinks there's a lack right but there isn't there isn't so please remember that what you are offering and doing chances are there are people who are ready to be on the receiving end of that to connect with you to be working with you, reading your words. And if you find yourself going into that comparison game, come back to center. Come back to affirming why this is right for you, why you got started in the first place. What is your motivation? What is your intention? Why do you like doing this? When you can come back to that place, It will die down the outside noise every time, every time. And it will return you to feeling motivated for you and inspired for you and understanding that there is more than enough for all of us. So I'm going to leave that right there for this show. And I hope it reminds you that it is easy to compare and despair, as they call it. But it's your choice about whether or not you stay there, and it's your choice about what you do next. So onwards we go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I'll see you back here next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time for our next topic. 
In the meantime, please check out mollymccord.online where I have more videos, resources, and webinars for you. And I will see you back here soon. Thank you so much for joining me.